This is the Roaring Elephant Podcast. And see, I'm back in form. I can do the intro again in one go. So Dave can't ridicule me again. But uh, this episode, that's going to be a Dave episode. Okay. So... <laughs> it's all your experience today, baby. We're launching straight into it on our Career Path series. Uh, and this time we're talking about, is it better to become a manager in your existing company or current company? Or is it better to move to a management role in another company. Yeah, and I'd like to make it a kind of two ways of looking at it from the person that's doing it and from the poor or fortunate underlings that the person will inherit, create or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I, so let's start it from the side of... If we start it from the side of the person looking for a, yeah. uh, a job. Um, they often on their side, you know, it may be someone is looking to become a manager. Their current organization is, you know, not growing at their size or people aren't leaving at the speed where a management role is likely to open up. Which is a good thing, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, it's a good thing if people aren't leaving. It's not necessarily a good thing if the organization isn't growing. Um, yeah, true. So, but anyway, that. An opportunity does not look like it's going to open up in the short to medium term that that individual has in mind for their sort of career to move into some form of people management role. And so they start um, they start looking outside and looking to make that jump. Now, I have I have seen a few people make this sort of leap from being IC previously to manager, uh, people manager at NUCO. But it's very rare for it to happen without you already having uh, a decent amount of management experience. The I don't think I've ever seen someone who's never been a manager before move straight into a management position at a new organization. I don't think I've ever seen that and it generally it sounds feels smells like a like a, a bad thing in my mind I would generally I would want someone to have had some form of management experience now that being said I myself have moved between individual contributor and manager multiple times throughout my career in fact my last uh, my last move was from an individual contributor role straight into uh, a management and leadership role but i had quite a significant amount of previous experience to to rely on there so i think that's probably how i would be looking at it from the the person looking for that that role what say you jan i'd like to first visit management role because there's layers there right i mean sure you're not gonna go from ic to ceo of a company unless you started a company that case, it's by default. But the one way that I can see it happening, and I'm not going to say if I have seen it or not because I don't want to give cats away, but sometimes you're, if you're going through a headhunter recruiter, they negotiate such a high salary for you that for some reason you drop into a role. And if this is kind of a bad a sign of a bad company, if they, they kind of match roles on money and not on experience and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. it happens. Uh, government, I'm looking at you, and you end up in a kind of a team lead role. Is that management? Maybe not, but it is a people management 
occupation, mm. let's say, so I'm going to bump that into the management role. And that yeah. is something that I, I, I promised I wasn't going to say that, <laughs> that mm -hmm. I potentially, hypothetically might have, might have seen happen. And yeah. I kind of agree with you that it's not a necessarily good thing because quite often the recruitment process for an IC is different than for a, a people leadership role. Yeah. So if you then get through the hiring process for an IC and then for some reason get bumped up to a team lead role, I'm not entirely certain that that will yeah. have been a representative way of hiring this person, if that's a correct way of saying it. So there may definitely be things not working out there because yeah, for people, we talked about in the previous episodes that people management needs to have different skills than a IC. Yeah, exactly uh, right. Should be a better person, right? No, that's not <laughs> what we're saying. Uh, but yeah, like there's a, there is a different set of skills. Like there's a common set, but there's also a very different set. So I think that's from the from the individual looking for role. It's always better to gain some experience um, somewhere where you already know the product, the service, the organization. And it's just, you know, if there isn't that opportunity, I would say it's relatively unlikely, unless you've got a significant amount of management experience, mm -hmm. that you will be able to move Jack straight into that. That being said, um, I say I have seen it externally for like a couple of people. I have followed a few people's kind of careers and journeys, and they have made those moves, um, but they're relatively few and far between. And they, you know, they definitely do move into relatively junior management roles, as you would expect now one thing i would have liked to add is that it is possible to go for a job with the intention of becoming a manager yeah. and typically if you're kind of senior in a role if you're a senior something or a principal something and you hire and you go for a new a new position and it's for a principal position somewhere Mm. It's totally okay in the uh, interview process to kind of signal, um, hey, I am kind of looking within now and a year, now and two years to move into management. So is this something in this company that is available or not? And yeah. typical, if you have a lot of IC experience, if you're a senior person, going to a team lead function should be quite possible. So don't yeah. think that you have to go for an IC job again somewhere else and then you're stuck in an IC job again so you can't, can't do management to move again. No, you can't, yeah. you, can't, you can't kind of plan that for yourself, kind of move yourself into a good position. But it's good, I think, for both parties to be aware of that during the interview process. So that is no surprise. And there's, again, as I already said, a good, a well-defined uh, recruitment path. Yeah, very much so. I, mean, I can I can certainly say that I've had the, the pleasure like multiple times in my career of working with someone through the interview process. They've expressed an interest in, in management uh, at, a, at a later point in their career. And I've been in the like, wonderful position to be able to work with those individuals as ICs, see them grow, see them development, give them challenges uh, and mentor and guide them in the direction that they want to head with their career. And then being in the position to promote these people into people management roles further on down the line. Um, usually, it, it, it can be different for, each, for individual organizations. It can be different for the speed of growth of organizations and you know, how much um, 
sort of drilling people you know like you want to to run through them how much you want to get out of them effectively as an ic before you you move them into a people management role but it's not uncommon for you know from joining a new company you're ramping up on the tech you're ramping up on the um on the the rest of the organization as a whole the value proposition the way that the industry works maybe if you switched industries so it's not unusual for that journey between joining a new company and then moving into a people management role for that to take maybe a year and that's fairly normal fairly standard yes you can do it quicker yes it may take a little bit longer again depending on how fast maybe the organization you're growing is 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 uh, or you're joining is growing but certainly i've i've had the the wonderful pleasure of being able to do that multiple times with individuals that uh, i've recruited now what if you're doing an interview and you went there for a senior technical role and the interviewer says yeah we're kind of looking for this job to grow into team lead management position <laughs> and if it's not something you want <laughs> yep what do you do then you then you need to say like you need to be true to your desires as uh, and your expectations as, as to part of this role and I, I I haven't I personally haven't been part of a situation where that conversation has gone sideways or has been has had a negative outcome okay but I mean it does happen right that the, the candidate simply says yes sorry management uh, I mean I could imagine personally that it happens that the candidate says uh, I'm looking for technical excellence but people like leadership you don't want to wish me on other people <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's it's interesting because i've seen i've seen both sides of this like i've seen people who literally during the interview process actually volunteer just so you know i have no interest in people management or or team leader i love mentoring people i love you know growing my own technical skills uh but i just you know some of them have tried it before some of them haven't tried it before and just have no interest and you know that that i think is it's a really important thing to get across during the uh, during the interview process as to what your your longer term expectations are. Because if someone is, you know, maybe depending again, it's entirely dependent on the organisation that you're interviewing with and the people you're interviewing with. But it is also possible that an organisation might not share that idea or might not share that thought. They may be thinking it but they may not be sharing it. So I would say it's always worth actually explaining your preferences for your career direction. I mean, I agree, but I'd also say it's difficult because um, you don't want to be negative in an interview process. You want to be positive, upbeat, everything can do, can do attitude, it's called. And yeah. starting the interview with, uh, this is stuff I'm not going to be doing for you. No. I'm, I mean, I'm exaggerating never, now, but um, yeah. it's hard to do that. Yeah, but you'd never start an interview with that. Like I would have that conversation when I'm like relatively far down the line of the process. You know, I've gone through a few cycles. We're not in the final stages, but we're we're getting towards the the meat of the conversation. Mm. And you you need to, in my opinion at least, you need to have a conversation about where you want your career to go with this organization. And if you've if the if the hiring manager is a good hiring manager 
And if the organization is growing in a way that can absorb your desires, then then they know, then they know roughly what sort of part you might play in their team. And I think that's incredibly important. I do ask people these questions during interviews, but I'm sure there are other hiring managers that don't. So I would, mm -hmm. I would personally see it as a plus for someone to kind of not, as you say, not the first thing they say is, hi, my name's Bob. These are the things I won't be doing for you. Like, <laughs> not the way to have Let's a conversation. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, would I like people that have thought about it. I like people uh, that have, uh, a, a, you know, know what they want out of things. It's far more difficult, actually, when you've got someone that goes, oh, I don't know. Like, I might do a bit of this. I might do a bit of that. We'll as long as I have See fun. how it goes. You know, that's... Mm that's that can be actually more more difficult yeah i can disagree a little bit i mean uh, i'm not a hiring manager but i do interview people from time to time to give my opinion on the on the candidate and if i kind of have oh it's gonna be good i see and then suddenly it turns up but he wants to be manager i wanted to know that first because i would have asked different questions so i would not enjoy that too much yeah i, oh, I preempted always yeah but then again as we were saying like i if someone's joining a new organization, I would want them to be a very successful, I, I would want them to be successful at the organization and show that they can grow into management. Mm -hmm. Remember that in this particular case, we're talking about uh, people sort of moving to a management role in a new company. So uh, I think it's important, like you would, you would still want that person and the, the people that I promoted were very successful mm -hmm. as ICs. And have continued to be very successful now as new managers. But the like, if someone bombed, for example, as an IC, the last thing you would do is, okay, well, let's make you know, didn't do that very well. Let's let's promote <laughs> you to or not promote. Let's move you to, into a manager role. That was that is not the way to approach well, things. So, in the past promoting away was something that was done, right? <sighs> yeah, promoted to the CEO of Siberia. I've I've certainly seen. Uh, people promoted into positions where they can do less damage or promoted mm. into roles where they can do less damage. But it's a terrible way yeah. of managing. Now, before you so really rudely interrupted me, I was going to say, I was saying, I usually preempted when I do, when I interview with a company, mm. I usually ask the, if they don't start with, how do you see your career in this company going, which is something I usually would ask because it gives insight into motivation and what the person is interested in. If that doesn't come, I will ask them, how do you see my career potentially evolving here and in the replies that come it either becomes clear what their intention is yeah, or at, in any case they say oh you could go management you could go this and then for me it's an occasion to say oh my preferences are here or there so i yeah. kind of force the issue if they don't just to make sure that yeah there's no you don't want any surprises in, in an interview process unless the surprise of god he's better than i thought that's a good one he or she sorry <laughs> but apart from that you kind of want to make this as predictable as possible, as frictionless as possible. So yeah, 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 for sure. And it's something that if you get a bit older, you kind of start doing the interviews better than the recruiters. Sometimes <laughs> you kind of start leading. I mean, so I always find it successful if I led the conversation. <laughs> it's it's interesting though because you can certainly see. You can see some people will very actively lead. I think this is possibly another topic for another day, but like interviewing as a whole, I think is a, 
uh, is one. something that yeah something that we could probably talk about for a significant amount of time kind of added in the notes indeed so the next sort of area that i think we were going to look at was uh, is money the reason to move up the ladder and you know when when you say move up the ladder like are you are we are we talking now sort of progressing up a technical track are we are you are you thinking of sort of moving to management is it both is it neither what's your definition of moving up the ladder that's a tricky one actually and i'm going to say something that's going to sound bad but bear with me <laughs> moving up the ladder for me equated money mm. because money will go up or go down it can't go sideways and that's what the ladder does it goes up or down mm -hmm. your technical expertise can go around 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 the robin and everything everywhere i mean mm -hmm. there's no ladder there there's evolution there's sometimes revolution but there's improvement potentially so if you say improvement of qualities that might be a ladder but i don't see it as a ladder for me mm -hmm. as we talked earlier it's interest-based it's a new technology and i've in my in the past i've actually taking huge pay dips just to be able to do something that was more interesting or something that was new that was like, oh, hell, I need to be part of this. So if you talk about ladders, for me, it is money and it is important. And everybody, when you do a new job, you kind of want to get a pay rise because there's all the hassle involved. You're taking a risk yeah. and there should be a reward for that somehow. But is that ladder the reason that I would change uh, jobs? No. It's something that definitely is important, something that will take into consideration of the whole package, as you, as you say. Mm. But um, yeah. So I I've seen I've seen both sides of of this sort of story before. I've seen, and in fact, I know very well, some people that actually refuse to go up the ladder because refuse to go up the paper ladder. Yeah. They refuse to be promoted because the promotion cycle for their particular company or organization is such a miserable process that they just like it's it's farcical. So they 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 reject the uh, offers from their uh, their managers to promote them because they would have to do so much uh, in their mind BS kind of work. Uh -huh. to justify to quote unquote justify the promotion that their you know their managers and other leaders are telling them that they already deserve so i've seen you know i've very much seen that side of things before thankfully uh, uh not something i see where i am but it's certainly something i have seen other places that i've worked the other mm. thing that i've seen can I, can is just, yeah, yeah it. it actually rings a bell here because when you get more senior, you become more of a special person that more people can benefit from. So there's bound to be more travel involved. And travel can be a reason that you say, I don't want that job. I don't want a promotion because I can't travel because family circumstances, reasons or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Even without bad company, there might be reasons to just say, nope, this is where I am. This is where I stay. Problem there, of course, is that at a certain point, the person is going to leave the company because you will probably have to do that job for more money somewhere else. Yeah, but I've also seen the other side of this, which is people that decide, do you know what, like, I'm really happy doing what I'm doing. Like, I've got a good work-life balance doing what I'm doing. I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing. 
I, I don't have, you know, massive ambitions to go off and chase the next big thing. And you can usually spot these people by taking a look at their, um, uh, their LinkedIn profile and things like that. And they, they tend to stay at organizations for a lot longer. They don't mm -hmm. necessarily tend to move roles uh, move up the, the career ladders particularly quickly, but they do stay at places for a long period of time. And I know people like that that are excellent uh, in their role, uh, could definitely, with relatively little effort, progress, but they're happy doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They are valuable kind of members of the team and the organization. They do a great job, but they don't really want the additional kind of pressure, the additional okay. responsibility. Uh, and again, I think there is absolutely nothing wrong no. with that. And there are some people that will attempt to falsely sort of drive those people. And I think that's a, that's, that's a way to get those people out of your organization. That's a way to, to drive those kind of people away, which is a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you need to have a, a good opposition, enough money to be happy, but once you're happy, yeah. more money will not make you more happy. Just make a spend more. <laughs> well, there is that. There is that. <laughs> so, unless there's anything else from you, not so Well, in that case, that I believe is all the time we have today. You can support the podcast by becoming a patron. Every contribution really does help. We're on YouTube. You can like, you can subscribe, you can comment, you can hit the notification bell and do all of the YouTube things. Please also go to www.roaringelephant.org for a link to our Patreon page and for more information about this podcast. You can follow mainly Jan on Twitter using the at Roaring Elephant tag, and you can send your feedback, if you are that way inclined, to podcast at roaringelephant.org. Until next time, my name is Snakes and Ladders Dave. And my name is, this is the day that I lost my perfect attendance record, Jan. And we look forward to talking to you <laughs> next week. But at least you got the intro in first time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Choose your battles, I guess. Goodbye. <laughs> See you there.